Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Popcorn Wine Down. I'm Eddie. And I'm Tammy. Thank you for joining us. This week's episode is brought to you by Frat House Franks, the best hot dogs in the game. Next time you're at a game, ask for Fat House Franks, serving all the dogs all the time. This week, we head into senior year with Dear White People. We follow Sam, Lionel, Troy, and the crew as they navigate the challenges of senior year, beginning with career day all the way to put to putting on the end of year musical, with, which is usually reserved for white students. So Tammy, what did you think of Dear White People season four? Was it a pass or a fail? Um, what I will say is that when I heard the first, when I watched the first episode, my first thought that came to my head was, ooh, Eddie is going to hate this because <laughs> Eddie hates musicals. So what did you think of the musical season, Eddie? Um, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, when I heard it was a musical, like, I was n- not, um, I was like, yeah, I thought it might just be an episode for the show. I didn't realize that they were going to try to do their own version of Glee, which, um, I did not like, <laughs> um, not because it was a musical, but the songs, like, I understood what they were trying to do, and it was okay, um, but I I wasn't just the biggest fan of the songs that they chose or some of the singing, so it didn't. <laughs> yeah, and they couldn't sing. Like, I'm like, I can understand if you're going to do a whole musical season, and you can, and you have a cast that can all carry a tune, but you did not have a cast that could all carry a tune, so it didn't come off as well as I'm guessing uh, the director thought it would or the creator thought it would. Yeah. Like since, okay. And I wrote that down. So since we're already there, um, my favorite songs though, were probably bye, bye, bye. I love what they did with it. Um, Just, you know, I I thought it, that was really cute. And I I like that one. And also I love the, I want to sex you up, hate me now mashup. That was amazing. Um, so those are probably my two favorite. And they made Round and Round Bearable, which has always probably been one of my least favorite Tevin Campbell songs. So I was like, so since that was the song that kicked it off, it kind of gave me hope that it would be better than what it was. But the uh-huh. musical aspect was like, eh, no. What about you? You love musicals. So I was like, even when I was watching it, I was like, I don't know. Tammy's going to be crazy about this when she generally likes musicals. I was not crazy about it at all. Um, I also thought that it was going to be just one episode. Um, I didn't read up on like what was the concept for season four was, was supposed to be. So I did not know going in that it was going to be a season of them singing um, the whole entire time. So yeah, no. I love musicals, but I did not like this concept. I I agree with you on that some of the songs that were chosen had nothing to do with the scene with the um script uh or you know the oh god i can't think right now um what they, what they were trying to portray um in the different scenes like i just i did not feel it at all um half of them couldn't sing couldn't carry a tune you know um yeah no i and then it didn't make me it made me even less want to focus on the actual theme of this season. 
Yeah, it it took away and I was, um, you know, I, I usually save my review reading for after, um, after I watched the show or whatever. And that was one of the reviews I read and I, I agreed with it wholeheartedly. It took away from a lot of what they were trying to do from the themes of this season. Um, and it, it kind of, cause to be honest, um, some of the songs, some of the musical acts, I, I straight up fast forwarded through. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> like yeah we're not about this life so um it it kind of I I think it would have been better served if like maybe the last episode or two when they actually put on the show if they had done that as a musical um but to make it to just kind of have it throughout the season um no that was a little I think it was over ambitious and they didn't quite um, reach the bar that they set for that. Yeah, no, and, I agree. I, I, de- I definitely agree. And then, you know, like how you said, like, Bye 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 was, like, one of your favorite ones. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was, like, I think, like, that ended up being, like, one of the least favorite that um, Justin uh, put into the show. Like, yeah. Yeah, he, he wasn't really accepting of that one going in. <laughs> yeah, he said they had a fight, that that was a fight to get that song in the show. And I'm like, God, it was one of the it was one of the better ones. Um, and I guess I just like the re- originality of it. And it actually fit the scene that it was in, like Sam and Gabe's umpteenth million breakup scene. <laughs> <laughs> We'll get yes. into that in a minute, but it it, it was just poignant in, in the fact that it fit the scene and it kind of set the tone. So it made sense. Like you said, not all the songs made sense in, in their placement or what they were doing there is one of those, oh, I'm just going to break out into random song type things. So um, I like the concept, though. I thought it was I understood what they were trying to do and why they were trying to do it, because the end of the year show their dorm had finally been able, the black dorm on campus had finally been able to put on the season ending talent show or musical at their school, which is a big deal, but is normally resort, reserved for the white dorm. So they were going through a 90s, 90s R&B theme, which we all know 90s R&B is the shit. 90s R&B, early top 2000s notch, R&B, top notch, you know? So I was like, oh, so when I heard that, I'm like, oh, we're going to, but then, like I said, their song selection, I'm like, okay, was it a rights thing? Like, 90s R&B is the shit, and this is what you chose? <laughs> like, <laughs> so did you have rights to get, did you have issues getting rights to some of the better songs? But, you know. Well, yeah, because some some of those songs, I'm sure, are very expensive to pay for in order to, and even for a snippet of it, probably very expensive to pay to use it in your show. So, yeah, that's probably one of the cheapest ones they could get. Yeah, so it was just like okay, but um, what what about you? Did you have a favorite musical number or least favorite musical number? Um, oh, oh gosh, um, I'm trying to think. How about the one where they're in the bar? Oh my god, I don't even know the character's name. Um, was she was she transgender? Was she trans or was she just? I was thinking that they were trans and just very, very good looking. Uh, okay. Um, but the number that they did, I really, really enjoyed. I liked it. Their um, first one or the second one when she was talking about, oh, we don't work for free, or was or was it the one where she was like, Y'all just need to loosen up? 
Those and have some fun. Yeah, I like she's talking to Joe and Sam. Yeah, I, I, I like that one too. Yeah, I like that performance. Um, there were certain ones where I was just like, okay, uh-huh, like I'm feeling it. But overall, there was none that truly stood out where I can remember the actual performance. Yeah, and so you know, with musicals, it, like it takes me more to concentrate, and I was just like, okay. Um, maybe I should write some of these down, but then I was like, ah, I would be writing most of them down for the wrong reasons. I was like, so the ones that just stick out that I will remember, those are obviously the ones we're talking about. So um, Bye 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 and the Hate Me Now, uh, I Want to Sex You Up mashup were the two that just kind of stood out. And then Lionel's song, they ruined Pretty Brown Eyes. Like that was one of my favorite songs, Mint Condition. Mm-hmm. And I get it. And they were talking about, you know, I think it was fitting, the heartbreak behind it all. But, and also we knew Lionel couldn't sing from the beginning. So that's the one where it's just like, uh, you know, <laughs> like we know going in Lionel, it can't sing. Cause he said, you'll never get me to sing. And then he starts singing. So I was just like, okay. But I was like, is this the song that you had to have him sing? Like Pretty Brown Eyes by Mid Condition is just a classic. It's an R&B classic. And now it's just like, but um, so what did you think overall about the evolution of the show from the beginning to now? Um, it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> what? It, it was, so the reason why people fell in love with Dear White People um, is also the reason why a lot of people stopped watching it. Um, and then it got a, a boost uh, after last summer with um, George Floyd's murder and, um, you know, people just going and wanting to watch, you know, shows that um, have like some form of justice in it, um, which the first two seasons showed. OK, there was a sense of justice in the first two seasons. They, st- they stayed to the concept of the movie, which is what the spinoff is off of. And I really, really enjoyed it. But last season, season three, even though I was okay with it, you started to see it jump shark. This season, it completely jump shark. Like it, the original concept, like it just wasn't there. It, it wasn't there. Like this was the lives of black students living, um, going to school at a PWI. Not only that, not only a PWI, but an Ivy. You yeah. Know. An Ivy League PWI, which is a whole nother level of shit that you got to deal with. And I, I just, I'm, I wasn't getting that anymore. Like, I wasn't, I wasn't getting that. Like, and I also felt like the character of Sam, she was so watered down in a way from what she originally was supposed to be. Like, she was so watered down. It was like the actress was just phoning it in. Or maybe it was the script. It could have been a script as well, but it just, no, it just didn't resonate with me the same way that it did when it first premiered. Yeah, um, I agree. Like last season, when they went into trying to find out who was in, what is it, the league? What do they call them? The the covenant, whatever this, their secret the society, order. The, the order. order. Whenever they went down to that rabbit hole, it's like, okay, is it going to be, I followed it because I thought it was going to lead out to something more. Um, But for them to spend a whole season on it and this year, not even to address it, like have it turn out to be a big nothing burger. It was, um, it was like a big disappointment. I like, I thought it was going to lead to something like, 
why the order was founded. It was going to play into something that had to do with the characters and the whole beginning premise of the show. But I was like, it just turns out to be a big nothing burger. I'm like, okay, is it because they knew going into the season they had to like they had to find a way to kind of wrap it up or they had to try to focus the storyline since they knew. But I'm like, what you chose to focus it on, it, it wasn't like, you know, I, I, I understand it could have been done so much differently. Still achieved your, your goals of having part of it be a musical and then still address some of the other issues because um, I guess the character who, the new girl, this, the girl who was the freshman, I forgot her name. Aisha. Aisha. The way she calls Sam out is based on some of the things that you just said. But Aisha, she went about it the completely wrong way. Like, she yes. got on my nerves. And so Ooh. I'm like, when Sam went off on her, she deserved it. She did. <laughs> like, I and was then so every- Exactly. We felt it. We we on that page. And I'm like, so y'all are discounting the fact that this girl came at Sam the way she came for her all year. Sam finally reached her boiling point and she went off deservedly so, but yet somehow Aisha's still the victim. I'm like, Sam should have been the the bigger person, the better person. And then you like, I came here for you. And I was like, okay, well, you know what they say, never meet your heroes because they're going to disappoint you, especially when you find out that you put this person on a pedestal and ultimately at the end of the day, they're just a human and they're probably just as screwed up in some way, shape or form as you are in another. So it's just like, you know, that to me, I was like, okay. I, and at first I thought maybe, and I agreed with you about maybe Sam getting uh, for a little bit away from her purpose. Part of it is growing up. Part of it is, okay, learning how to try to navigate the system, like she said. But I thought the purpose of Aisha was not going to be, excuse me, a bitch, but to help Sam get back to her roots and make her see, you know. But all she was is she played an antagonist without any purpose, if that makes sense. No, no, no. I, I completely agree. I was extremely pissed off at the fact that she kept calling Sam out. Nobody actually, like, stood up and was like, whoa, like, even with Reggie, like, like Reggie felt, I guess, because she was a coder like him, that, you know, well, I I, I feel where you're coming from. Like, but Sam, Sam is like your girl, like, you know, so you should have her back, but you didn't really have her back the way that you should. And you know, Sam goes off and rightly so. She invites you on her show. And you basically sideswiped her. Not once. Was it three times? Twice. No, twice. Twice. But the first time is even worse because she kindly invited you on her show. And rather than you being like, okay, you know what, let's talk about this or that, you just, you went at her. And then to top it off, is she hit her with the insecurity that she had. You know, like, we've always known for the last four seasons that her biggest insecurity was the fact that she fell in love with a white dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, she's this big, big, black power girl, and she fell, woman, and she fell in love with a white dude. And I Like, mean, granted, love, love. Yeah, you know, uh, granted, she fell in love with one who, you know, was woke enough that he understood where she was coming from, and he, he loved the fact that she was who she was. But, um... So it's not like she had to change up who she was just because she was with him. But then you call her out on that. And I'm like, so 
so you're not even open to kind of seeing where she's coming from, to understanding where she's coming from. Maybe talk to her about her experience of the last four years that led her to the point that she did become lukewarm in her activism. You know, get, get that conversation going rather than literally coming at her and then thinking like you was doing something big and bad when you were going off on the whole variety show. Yeah. And then when Reggie kisses you or you try to kiss Reggie and he turns you down, you pull that whole fake bullshit. Don't touch me. Don't kiss me. No, I won't sleep with you, Reggie. And then you go put Sam on blast on IG. Like, mm -hmm. so I was like, that plays to her immaturity, but no one called her out on that. No it was one. Sam's fault. And I'm like, I hated the fact that she ended up in the group at the end of the day. Like, I hated that. Seeing her sitting there um, in, in the circle. Hated that. I said, you're a nobody. Yeah, like she had, like her character had potential. And, you know, I, I could see maybe if they were continuing how she might be next generation after she grew up a little bit, you know, and I, but it was just like, so I understand her role as the antagonist. And I like the fact that, you know, Sam was like, we don't need to be fighting against each other. But I hate the way they went about introducing her as the antagonist. And I hate the way that she played the role um, or, you know, the way it was written for her to play. If you're going to call her out, then it, it could have been done better, you know, is what I'm saying. Because at the end, it it didn't make her a sympathetic character to me. It didn't make me see anywhere where she had any growth. Like, I didn't see growth. I just went from her always being the person, you know, who she reminded me of? Kristen Cinema or Joe Manchin, they're always fucking saying no. But when you <laughs> ask them why they're against something they or why no they're saying clue. they have no clue, like they can't tell you, it's just no. And that was her character. It's just like, I want to be antagonistic or against this just to be against it in the name of black power. You know, I want to be against this or just to be against it in the name of something that doesn't exist anymore, conservative, whatever, you know. So it's just like, wow. So that's kind of what she was to me that's just who she reminded me I'm like can someone beat her ass or something like she's a freshman so why are y'all giving this much power and credit to a fucking freshman and especially as you know when Sam finally meets her breaking point and she called and she calls her out like Lionel and Troy just sit there like oh shit and I'm just like so y'all ain't even there to defend your own like show like that's why that's why Troy until I, I will say Troy stayed very true to character. You know, he was an Uncle Tom until the end. <laughs> um, Lionel we'll... was a let me not say let me not use the word I, I, that came to my head. But Lionel was a coward until the end as well. Never stood up for himself for what he wanted, what he needed. Um, okay, so let's go back. Sam, Sam and Gabe, we talked about their umpteenth breakup and her insecurities about their relationship. The I, and the insecurities were just on the fact that she was black and he was and white. he was white. That that was yeah. her only insecurity. And, and it's like, dude, you've been through, y'all been having the same. And when she said, we've been having the same argument for four years, you're having the same argument for four years because he's not the person you want him to be. Like he, he, there's nothing he can do about being white. Y'all aren't going to agree on everything. So what did you think about the whole premise that they used to break him up this year? The movie. Um, 
I'll, I'll be honest and say it made sense to what their background is on that they're both film. They both wanted to stay true to the craft. Um, so I can understand like when, cause you know, basically that's kind of like saying like he was a sellout, mm -hmm. Like he sold out in order to get money to pay to finish his um, education. So he, he was a sellout, but I still felt like she chickened out of doing the hard work to make the relationship successful. And once again, it just goes back to, she used the film as an excuse, but really it just goes back to the fact that she was feeling real, really sensitive about what Aisha said about her being with Gabe and Gabe being white. Yep. And then also the film, like I understood the, you know, I understood you saying when he, you said he sold out and part of me is like, yeah. And then I think it was the same conversation that she had with Reggie where she's like, well, sometimes you have to do some things you don't want to do to where you, where you can do things you, that you want to do. You know, you have to do with the shit. You have to deal with the bullshit before you can deal with the stuff, the roses, you know? Yeah. And so that was his thing. He was like, well, help me with this movie, help me make it into something. And so once he, she, he took her notes, they did, she did the notes and he was like, okay, he made it into something watchable. Even um, her roommate, I'm having a brain freeze right now. And I don't know why she's a Joe. major Joe. Even Joe was like, wow, I didn't realize you could take a movie about Jesus and toast and make it into something like that. You know, so his uncle was like, and then I guess his uncle was supposed to be a Rupert Murdoch or Coke brother like S character. So his uncle, when he saw it, he, he went batshit, but it was like, okay. And then he was like, well, dude, you, you did. I mean, once I saw his uncle, I had no clue that his uncle would literally try to destroy him, like quite literally knowing <laughs> he had nothing just because he could. So at that point, it's like, okay, he made a deal with the devil. And now the devil's coming due. You got to do, he's going to have to do it the way the devil wants or be destroyed. So, I mean, I got the argument, but I'm like, I'm with you. It's like, is it really worth breaking up over? Y'all are going to have disagreements. And that's the one thing I felt like throughout their relationship is like, she always wanted him to agree with her. And if they, and if he didn't agree with her, it somehow turned into not a just regular boyfriend girlfriend disagreement. It, it she somehow always found a way to wo weave it into a black white thing, mm -hmm. like him not understanding her as a black woman. No, why can't it be that he just doesn't understand? Like it's just a relationship thing. It's it's like after they work through their issues about the whole race thing in the first season, it's like okay. You knew they would still pop up because this is America and it's the real world. So I was expecting that. But for them to always pop up for her, for her to always be the one to want to turn tail and run whenever someone called her out on being with a white dude, that to me, you know, or whenever they hit a speed bump where they were having growing pains in a relationship, it's just like, oh, this isn't going to work. And we saw how her staying so true to her principles went. It's like you went from winning Sundance to doing commercials because I'm like, you're going to have to do bullshit before you can do the shit you want to do. <laughs> so, and, and see, and it goes back to like, if we want to go even a little deeper on Sam's insecurities, it goes back to the fact that she wasn't 100% black. And so the reason why she held it against Gabe is because she just, she couldn't even accept that part of herself. Um, so it just kind of, I felt like she transferred those um, insecurities about the fact that she wasn't 100% Black um, onto the fact that she also fell in love with a white dude, right? Um, 
but yeah, like it, it, yeah, like she was just, she was like, Sam was problematic. Yeah. And she had no loyalty. And you know how I feel about loyalty. Um, She had no loyalty. Like I can understand you voicing like your opinions or whatever like that. But then when it came down to choosing between your friend and your success or however you want to look at that, she chose her success over her friend's feelings and what he was going through. And then did you notice how that basically kind of was like thrown under the rug as well? Like there was no real address addressing that situation on the fact that she used Lionel's painful moments for her own success. Yeah, to like win Sundance and then she was yeah. mad at him. You stole my book title. Well, bitch, you stole his life. Yeah. And a book title? Come on. You know, so it was, yeah, it it, it was problematic. But one thing I did like um, is how they did kind of, you got the closure in the sense that you saw where they were, I guess, 10, 15, 20 years down the road. Like, I do love how they interspersed the future scenes with the present. And so that that I, I did like that because sometimes at the end of a show, you're just kind of left hanging like, well, what happened? And then you get this little vignette at the end. It's like, oh, 10 years later. And that's it. So I do like how they how they chose to do that and show us kind of where they were all still going through. And, you know, Sam and Gabe were still going through it. I'm like, y'all haven't gotten over each other in 20 years. Like, just figure it out already. And it was her. Like, it wasn't him. It was her. Not saying Gabe was perfect because he wasn't. But it was just like, they made it. They made the, they beat, they kept, they turned the issue into a dead horse. It's like, look, nothing's going to change. Either you can deal with the fact that you're black, that he's, that you're black and he's white. He's the love of your life. You are going to have some issues. People are going to throw it up in your face, learn to deal with it, or just let him go and move on. Like, that's where I got to. That's where I got at. Because nothing new ever came up in that whole argument they kept having to me. So, no, I, 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 I definitely, definitely agree uh, with that. The only thing is, like, I didn't like what the circle ended up being. Like, did, did you feel like there was any progression? Of, of their characters. I mean, it showed them all ending up where they wanted to be, you know, in some way, shape or form, but really on where they were in their senior year of college. Like, did you see any real growth amongst them? Like, I felt like they were, is it regress? Yeah. I feel like they regressed as characters, like Coco, you know, regressed as a character. Lionel, like, there's no growth there. Um, Troy, like, there, I felt like there was no growth at the end of the day. You know, he's still a coward. Um, you know, I, I didn't feel like Al, like, there was no growth in Al. Like, you know, Reggie had his whole, you know, um, and I will never, ever be able to say I can understand what he was going through with the situation that he had. What was that, season two, I think? Mm-hmm. So I will never be able, I will never say I can understand it. But is it okay if I say it did not resonate with me? Yes, because I wrote that down too. Okay. That is something I was going <laughs> to so bring I, up. I, um, I didn't feel his, I didn't, I didn't feel it. I did not feel it at all. It, it, it was no, it was unemotional to me. I did not feel any type of emotion. And it's very, very different from when it happened in season two, where I felt something over what he, I'm like, damn, like, yo, that's deep. To like this season with him still going through that and being scared of guns. I, I, I didn't feel anything towards that. I, I was just like, am I the only one that's not like I want to fast forward your scenes? Cause you're cause this is nothing to me. Like, 
I felt so bad feeling that way too. Like, um, no, I, I, what I wrote down is the lack of growth. Like in season two, they, they dropped the ball on a lot of things. And for this to have been a great show that has so much potential dealing with how we are um, and how we, how we function and survive. Cause sometimes it is a survival thing when you're in predominantly white spaces and institutions. Um, they dropped the ball on, on dealing with Reggie's mental health issues. And I think, especially with this being a show geared towards black people and young black people to show that, Hey, we, it's okay. Um, I think that would have been a great moment or a great, uh, a great plot line, great storyline to have Reggie completely deal with the fallout because obviously he's still dealing with the PTSD. So if you if you skipped over it during season three or you, you put glances of it in season three, then when it all comes back full circle, season four would have been a great season to deal with that because a lot of the choices, a lot of the things that he did had to do with were results of what happened back in season two. So to me... I guess because they hadn't dealt with it so right and it's a threat that they just left dangling, you thought that they dropped it and then to bring it up and it's supposed to be this whole break, big emotional catalyst for this thing, I thought it didn't, again, it was just something that didn't hit. Like it didn't hit for me. And I was just like, oh, okay. You know, um, even with the whole shooter thing, the way the way they showed it at the end of the credits, it's like, at first I'm like, I need to fast forward through this, but it, it took me like the second episode where I realized this is probably leading to something, but it was so random and how he just came up out of nowhere. I think you saw him pop up in one episode where he actually was in a full scene in an episode, mm -hmm. but I was just like, you know, so it, it didn't, I mean, I, I, like I said, again, I understand what they were trying to do, but I'm just going to say it didn't necessarily land the way they, it, it, they, I think they had intended it, especially for me. So I think like with the musical and everything else they were trying to address and wrapping up the season, I think it was too much. Like it was overly ambitious. And um, instead of just doing one thing great, it, it was a bunch of things done not so great. Yeah, like I felt like this would have been the great time to go back to what worked in season one. Mm-hmm. And drop every all this new stuff that you're trying to add in and just go back to the original concept in season one. But also to show the growth. By using that concept in season one, you could show the growth of Sam. Uh, okay? Like, you know, the growth of Reggie. You know, Sam gave up, like, being the head of um, the Black Student Caucus. She... And then, you know, she, um, trying to be controversial and everything like that. But going back to that mindset, like, I felt like this whole time, it was just about exploiting the people around her. Mm -hmm. You know, rather than doing something for the people. You know, like Aisha would have been great, like I said, if they used her to get Sam back to her roots. Um, maybe made it more about protesting the movie or doing the movie on their own terms or, you know... If the uncle's bottom line was money, making the movie so great that it was so successful that he had no choice but to make it because of the money, you know? Um, so there are just so many different things, different ways they could have attacked so many different plots. And it, it would have seemed to stick a little bit better. It, would have hit, it wouldn't have seemed so mismatched or hodgepodged or 
whatever you want to call it. Like you're trying to throw something up against the wall and see what sticks. It was just really chaotic and all over the place. So I was just like, okay, this is an interesting story. But the way it turned out where they used the movie is just another way to break Sam and Gabe up was ridiculous. You know, it could have been so many other things that broke them up, um, especially in college in the first love. And then, you know, if you see each other in the future, but y'all after 20 years or so still having the same fight or the same, that, that made no sense to me. I'm like, I get it. Love unrequited, lost love. Okay. You figure out that this was your one true love and you fucked it up. I understand that. But the same, it's like, dude, after 20 years, you're still black. He's still white. <laughs> and that ain't gonna change that's not gonna change so it's like and I'm, I don't know if you felt that but when she said let's go get a drink I'm, I was I was just like oh really like for real mm-hmm. we gonna start this over again I was like because nothing's changed like even when they were having that stupid when she was having that stupid simulated argument it was like mm-hmm I was just like, nothing has changed in this in this amount of time. Like you're still fighting over the same things. And and it was like, at this point, it's your issue. It's not even his. But what I wanted to know is did Coco end up marrying old fine ass Eric from that from that survivor house or whatever you want to call it? The big brother no, college house. She ended up marrying the white dude from Prestige. The one who got her pregnant? Was he the one who got her pregnant? I completely forgot. Yeah. At first, everyone thought it was Troy's baby, but you remember they were having an affair? Right, 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 right. And then, so everyone thought it was okay, Troy's, so but it wasn't. It was actually his. She wouldn't. She wouldn't marry him. But the, um, I, I thought I, it okay. was. I thought it was the brother from the uh, college Big Brother house. Uh, I didn't really see it. I thought he was too cliche. But um, I will say, in all honesty. Coco is going to marry a fine-ass black dude because um, she is going to want to have that life where they're running Washington together. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the life she would want. So at the end of the day, Coco would never marry a white dude. She'll sleep with them, but she would never marry a white dude because she wants her kids to be black as fuck and she wants her husband to be black as fuck. So, yeah, she definitely probably married a really, really good-looking black dude. Um, but to answer your question about growth, the, the character that I thought grew the most was probably Brooke. And um, and she was one of the most secondary characters. Like she was the one who just kind of leaned into herself and who she was the most. Because when she told Troy, it takes a fuck boy to recognize a fuck boy. <laughs> oh, the journalist. Yes, Brooke. Okay. I was like, who the heck is Brooke? Okay, the journal. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, she- no, no, no. But she also stayed true to herself in her growth. Yeah, like she was she she embraced who she was and her growth the most. It's like, this is who I am. Okay, you know, and and as you see, like in the beginning, she was really, really fucked up. But she 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 was less fucked up, and now it's just more about her being honest. And she learned how not to use her honesty as a weapon and not to hurt people and not to do things that were dishonest and hurting people. She was just straight at this point. She was still who she was, but it was now more or less about me just being honest and telling the truth and not doing it to hurt you, not trying to do something behind your back. You know, like this time when she wanted to direct the show, she just straight up told Troy, I should be the director of the show. I'm doing everything anyway. And when he said no, it was like, okay, she still worked on a show before she would have tried to sabotage or do some shit like that. But so 
that's the person I would probably think. And of course, she's a lesser character, but that's the one I think would probably show the most growth. When they, um, when Aisha uh, called out Beyonce, and oh. she was like, oh, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, and they were like, calm down. She was like, no, she called out Beyonce. You have gone too far. Too far. <laughs> Yeah, but um, you know, the, there's a character that I did miss that we did not have this season, and that character was the um, oh my god, the African was, dude, yeah, no, not the African dude, although, yeah, him too, that whole crew, but yeah, also, well, was she West Indian? Is it the West Indian girl, the one who was a lesbian? Oh. Was she Coco's best friend? Yeah, like she was Coco's roommate. She was, yeah, like her and Coco built their relationship over season three. I thought that was one of the best parts of season three was how you also saw her growth as a character from being just plain old annoying to understanding why she was so annoying and, you know, who she was and everything like that and getting to know her. And those characters were completely gone from season four granted maybe you couldn't get them back or you only had a budget for so many main characters of the show which I think was a feeling that I got was they were only able to get so many so they stuck to the main main ones um but um that whole crew the African dude as well as um the West Indian girl like I I I did feel I missed them like I was looking for them to show up at some point in the season and they never did well, I know the African dude, he switched dorms after Joel rejected him last year. He was like, um, I can't do this anymore because they were friends. Him and Joel were friends. But he's like, I can't continue to just be your oh, friend. Right, 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 yeah. Right. So he what switched dorms. I don't know where she went. I don't know what happened to uh, Coco's uh, roommate. Um, so what do you think about we talked a little bit about Reggie and while I'm on it, can we just say whoever was in their hair department, y'all did some horrible job with the wigs this year. Shitty job. Um, but Reggie, yeah, him and Joel, what'd you think about that? A waste of time. <laughs> I, I like, okay, I, I'm, I'm gonna put it out there. I was, I've never been a fan of the Reggie character. Uh-huh. Ever. I thought he was a punk. I thought he was a punk and he liked to talk big and he never like I never liked him. I never liked him whatsoever. So this season still didn't like him. And I felt like his whole storyline, all of them felt very flat to me. None of them resonated with me. So that's just my opinion. Yeah, like. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I'm not a coder and stuff, so but I know apps popping up. In this day and age, you could have just took your app directly to Apple, Google, and, you know, you could do it directly. You didn't. It's like you you developed the app first, and then you put it out there, and it makes money. Then one of the big tech companies want to come swoop it up. So that whole thing with the app was, you know. Yeah, like. Just my limited. Developed it and like put, my, and put it out there. 
Yeah, like, you know, like I said, you you don't need them. You can just put it on Apple, Google or wherever. And then the tech companies would come. So I understood like when they wanted to buy the app and what they wanted ultimately to do with that, I understood why he didn't sell it. I got that. And then at the end, we also got that the app did get out there and that Aisha was still part of it or still working on it. Um, so I understood that. Um the whole, and I'm not trying to be morbid, and I'm not trying to say this because I, I co-sign on what you've said about Reggie and him not being one of my favorite characters throughout the series of the show. But I personally thought it was a letdown when he was alive at the end. Forgive me. Fuck yes. <laughs> I thought they were going to do a switcheroo, right? Where they showed the white dude bleeding out, right? And then the switcheroo was going to be when they were talking about how, you know, let's let's drink to Reggie. I was just like, oh, shit. So they, they showed us like a false scene, right? Where it wasn't really Reggie shooting the dude. But in the end, Reggie got shot and killed. Right. So, yeah. And it did turn out that way. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, OK. So you want to do the good guy with the gun thing that doesn't rarely happen. But I get it. And, you know, and I and I and I'm not saying, you know, I'm not into whole black trauma porn. I wasn't looking for Reggie to die, even at that moment, just because even if that was the true scene, I just thought because of the mental health issues, which they totally dropped the ball on, because, like I said, that would have been a great piece to talk about, especially with mental health issues in the Black community and how we like to deny them and ignore them and not address them. And I think this show did a great job of living up to that stereotype or that aspect of it when we really, it is something that we need to start talking about more in our community. So I thought just because of his mental health issues, I thought that may have put him over line and something else happened. But it was like, oh, okay. So why did why was he not here? Like in the way in the build up to him to let's to toast to Reggie. He's not here anymore. He can't be with us. Blah blah blah. The build up to that, and then it it was a letdown. That's all. You know, it was really anticlimactic. So I thought it could have been something, but him being on the run for twenty years, but him and Joel still being married, um, that made no sense to me. So. Mm-hmm. Whatsoever. So I was just like, yeah, that was it was really anticlimactic. Um, do you dare I ask? Oh, what about um, Lionel and his boyfriend? I, I forgot his boyfriend's name. Get the fuck out of here with that. <laughs> like, <laughs> damn, that's a shame. You didn't even tell me. Normally you would tell me, but you're like, nah, I don't even care to know his name. Well, I, uh, Mike, I, know his name, I think I, Michael, I like, Michael. Yeah. I, I just don't even feel like, um, no. I, first of all, once again, didn't care for the Michael character at all. And um, Lionel was a punk. So he was a nobody to me as well. Um, no growth. No, no true growth. Like in the end, never once did he stand up for himself. Um, you know, yeah, no. Like, and, and then... I felt like he was not okay with Michael's background. But he forced himself to be okay. I don't I don't know. Like I don't know. It, yeah, it's like okay, I understand we're in an era of PC and being progressive and accepting things, but even me being as open and liberal as I am, I'm not judging, but if my 
it, you know, you find out that your boo thing had a past life as a stripper or sex worker. That's something that you're just like, okay. But then everything else on top of that, to know that this person has HIV and all of that. And it, it, was, it wasn't that so much that he's okay with it. It's just obvious that he's not okay with yeah. it. But it's like you're trying to force him to pretend like he's okay with it to, to seem like he's cool, you know? And so it, that's the thing. It's like, and, 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 and I'm going to say it again, this is another area where they dropped the ball. You could have done a better job because at the end of last year, that story didn't seem resolved to me. It just seemed like uh, th they picked up this year. It's like, oh, cause at first I'm like, is that the same dude? Like it took me a moment to remember. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, is that the same dude? I'm like, they figured that out. And so it, it's like, he, you don't, everything is not okay to everyone. It's like, I cause even if you still had a hard time getting over that, that doesn't make you a bad person. So you could have found him another boyfriend or you could have showed us, spent this year showing them truly working through those issues. It's even like, okay. <laughs> it's like the scene where, you know, after they broke up, right? Mm -hmm. And so they're both drunk and Michael shows up, right? And so they're going to have like drunk, you know, makeup sex kind of thing, right? Mm -hmm. And you find out like Lionel's always on top. Mm -hmm. He's the top. He's he's never been on a bottom. And you basically like, um, it's not threatened. You basically coerced him into being on the bottom, being being a bottom, right? And then I felt that that was very very much brushed over because. Let's educate a little bit. Um, the first time is not the greatest, y'all. <laughs> like, it's not for a gay man who's never ever done that. And he was just like, "Is um sex with your ex always so great, bitch? Please." There is no way that you're trying that position out for the first time, and y'all just had absolutely phenomenal, amazing sex. Like that is not the case. I don't know what like sex. Like, well, see just, my off. <laughs> See, my response to that when I saw that, I was like, oh, so he's never been a bottom with you? <laughs> oh, so, with Michael? Uh, yeah, with Michael. Because <laughs> I, I just always thought, like, with his other relationships, like, the first person that he was, he was a bottom or they switched back and forth. So I was like, uh, okay, I don't know. But I always felt like he, we would assume that he was a bottom. So I wouldn't. I was not surprised to find out that he was the top in the relationship. So I, yeah, I was just like, but, but it's just the whole, like, it's the whole, like, oh, if you want it, you know, this is what you're gonna do. And I'm just like, no, 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 don't do it, don't do it. <laughs> like, I was just like, oh my god, yeah, okay, all right, you you fall in for that, okay, all right. And then he just like he just left, and he was like, oh well, how much do I owe you? What? Like you're, really gonna, you're gonna pay your ex boyfriend for sex, and then but I, I think it was because you know <laughs> it was just like was that a bad joke because it was really bad and you could tell Michael's reaction like just totally changed. Yeah, like, like he did a pause, 
And he was just like, I'm not like, I, you know, it's like it, at that moment, that could have been the moment to where you like said that was makeup, breakup sex, or that could have been the, the moment to y'all continuing trying to work it out or figure it out. But again, they rank up there with Sam and Gabe where you're continually having the same argument. It's like it comes to a point where it's not about them. It's about you. And you need to get over the fact that he he was a sex worker, um, that he has a past and that he's HIV positive. You taking prep, that doesn't solve the issue or say that everything is okay with you. You still have you still have to make it mentally okay. And he wasn't. So it's just like, you know, and and so that's what I'm like, it's like, okay, if you're still gonna have the same argument or these things are the same things are still going to, you know, and again, this time it was now, and one thing I did not like that I thought they took the easy way out of is, okay, so this argument was about him not being a good writer, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and his over-the-top performances. Um, B. <laughs> a. B. K. Black. Q. U. E. <laughs> R. Queer. <laughs> M. <laughs> N. Man. <laughs> bravo, bravo, bravo. I'm sorry, like, I had to do it. I had to do it because he really thought he was making some profound performance on spelling those words. I was just like, what in the entire? Okay, so we get that. We see how bad he is. We see how over the top he is. And then when he was talking about, and when they were in Houston, and he was talking about something, some random weird ass performance, right? With Dragon Ball Z. (laughs) Yes. So I'm like, okay. So how did we get from all of that? Like it made it seem at the end, like Lionel was not justified for not wanting him to write in the show when we get, but when we get to the end, they do this amazing performance. And then he's like, Oh, but you just didn't believe in me. What? But here's the thing. It wasn't even his performance. Cause he didn't even choreograph it. You know? So it's just like, dude, so, but all the, you, this is not what you exemplified. This is not what you gave me examples of. You were giving me random shit. You were giving me a spelling bee <laughs> and Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> and Dragon Ball Z. Like what? So that to me made no sense. The whole, all right. the whole entire season was a fuck up. So, okay, let's, so let's do it like this. I, I did two things. Um. We t- oh, the one thing though, Troy's mom was fucked up, like fucked up. Wasn't his mama white in the beginning? I don't know. I don't remember. I swear his mother was white because that was one reason why him and Sam had that relationship. Like they kind of talked about the fact that they were both um, mixed. Mixed. And That's I want to first got together. And I want to say that his dad said something like, um, your your white you get that from your white mama. I don't know. I have to go back and watch season one. I swear one, his but... mom was white. I swear his mom was white. But go ahead. But she was fucked up. Yeah, that made me feel for Troy. Like his mama issues. I understood him. Like she was fucked up. And then your daddy being the badass who he's always been. But I guess that's his Achilles heel was his mom. And I'm like, oh wow. So, but yeah. All right. So let's do it this way. How would you rate? It overall as a show, dear white people. 
And then we can talk, then we can rate the season individually. Um, overall, because of season one and season two being so good, I would probably rate it at a 3.75 for season one and two. 3.75 because I was a huge fan of Dear White People. So, um, yeah, 3.75 um, for season one and season two. Okay, so you're just skipping over season three. Yep. Mm-hmm. And what I'm are you doing? Season three and four. Like I'm rating it on season one and two. Oh, so you so you're not even gonna rate the season. Oh no, I'm gonna rate it. I thought we was breaking it up, but I'm letting you know oh. 3.75 is just season one and season two. Oh, okay, okay. Damn. So dare I ask what season four gets? So season four is going to get I was going to say a 1.75, but I'm going to give it a 2. Damn. I give it, like, I really, Eddie, I would have stopped watching this if we weren't reviewing this. Like, it, I, I wanted to fast forward time, but I was like, nope, I can't fast forward it because I need to know what's going on just in case, you know, Eddie brings this up. So I had to watch the whole thing. Even the musical aspect didn't save it. Um, I could not really resonate with any of the characters on the show. Um, it worse, worse worst season worst season even worse than season three um yeah i'm gonna give it a two point i'm giving it two popcorns two popcorns wow that's um, like i got the cardboard box you got the full bucket and i was like i'm gonna get the cardboard box and just throw some of the some of the kernels in there that, that that's that's what that's what season four is oh okay um <laughs> my, my furry friends agreed with you on that Taping live, y'all. Taping live. Um, season, I agree with you. The first two seasons were great. And I think because of that, even season three, I liked season three more than I, I thought, the, the, the more than you did. And I guess it was because even though the order crap got a little crazy, I thought it was leading to something bigger. I thought it was leading to a bigger picture that would tie in better to the overall arc of the story. Cause I can swear, I don't remember what happened with the native American thing last year and they kept bringing it up and I'm like, what? So, um, the, so overall as a show, I will give it 3.75 and I'm with you on that. Um, I agree with you. Um, but this season, season four, and I hate saying this cause I love the show so much and I, I really wanted it to go out on a high note. Um, and it was like when you heard Netflix is canceling it, you were like, no, not dear white people. But if this is what you're putting out. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm with you. I'm giving it a two. And that's just because of my love. And if someone asked me about dear white people, I would say, yes, definitely check out the first two seasons, maybe season three. But you could kind of skip season four unless you just yeah, have to unless you just have to know how it ends. And I'm like, in that case, I can break my rule and just tell you, like, let me know when you want me to tell you. Um, it's them, one of those. Them, Eddie. Yeah, it's one of those. I watched it so you wouldn't have to, um, which I really, really hate saying because I love the show. And it's a show that started out with so much potential. And, you know, and it's one of those for the culture, especially the first two seasons. And so, um, yeah, the musical I thing did, did not work. Yes. I had a question based on the concept of dear white people. So you went to a PWI, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. So like, you know, very, very like, you know, I guess short explanation, like 
how did this resonate with you being the fact that you went to a PWI and graduated from it? It's true. And I didn't, it, and it's not, it wasn't an Ivy, but it was um, a top one. And it's true. You do, you do find your tribe and whether or not you all get along or not, all the black people, we do tend to flock to each other and, you know, um, to black spaces and black things and the fraternities. And you see very few, um, there are some people of color in the white fraternities, but most of them aren't. And from all different stripes, you have your Cocos, you have your Sams, you have, you know, the, the West Indian chick, you have all of us together um, just because, and it's not that we don't want to mix and mingle. It's just like, you want, you, you still have, you still want to be with your own people and people who understand what you're going through in your experience. It's not that you didn't make friends or you didn't date other people outside of your race or anything like that. But yeah, for the most part, like parties and all of that, you 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 have your people. And um, we didn't have a particular black dorm, but you know, there were the dorm rooms and there seemed to be, um, the freshmen all stayed in one dorm regardless. And then it seemed to be like, the football dorm, which I guess, you know, or the athletes dorm. So, and you know, you know who mostly stayed there. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, a, a lot of it did hit home because um, there were, and this was earlier on, you know, um, so when a lot of things were popping off and, um, and, and race at the time was one of those things, you know, this was pre-George Floyd, um, pre-police, now, I'm not going to say pre-police shootings because they've always happened, but this is before they started making the news like they do now. They, they were still trying to keep it under the rug. So um, it was always that thing that was just bubbling underneath the surface. But yeah. Okay. So and, 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 and that aspect where you do tend to flock towards your own, even though you are different, like Coco and Sam hating each other in the beginning. But it's like, but you're still my people. Like I can hate you, but no one else can hate you. And how, you know, and how they all came together for Coco when she was going through that. Um, yeah, that's that's how it is. Like, yeah. So. Mm -hmm. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, no problem. Um, so that does it for this week's episode of the Popcorn Wind Down. Please be sure to listen, like, follow, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and or Spotify Podcasts. You can also keep up to date on the latest in entertainment and pop culture news, as well as other amazing kernels of pop culture goodness at the Popcorn Wind Down. That's it. That's the plug. Pop, pop, pop. Pop, 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 pop. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, as always. And be sure to join us next week when we discuss Tony Soprano's early life, the many saints in Newark. I'm so excited to see this. Uh, I think maybe just to see Michael Gandolfini play the role that was legendary by his father. Mm -hmm. um, that's going to be really interesting. So until are you excited about the many saints? I am. I, I, I definitely, definitely am. And the funny thing is, I did not watch all the seasons of Soprano. I mean, um, Tony Soprano was just such a famous character that you knew who he was without watching the show. But I wasn't like a full fan of The Sopranos. But I was excited when I um, heard that this movie was coming out. All right. So if you can't wait, turn wait. <laughs> if you can't wait, you're going to have to. But only until <laughs> next week. So until next time, I'm Eddie. And I'm Tammy. Bye. Peace.